Jade. I am hey. I am so glad that you have joined me for the official the official Imagine Create Lead Inside the Mind of a Leader podcast. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I'm really honored to be a part of it. I would I would like you to know that you are officially the very first guest on this journey of leadership through communication. Well, you remember when I told you in class that as soon as you did first TED Talk and you promised that you would send me a ticket, well, technically that ticket just arrived a little sooner. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, so being that this is a, a really cool opportunity. Um, I may have shared this with you in the past, but I've had this idea to do a leadership podcast, and I was thinking about how I can interview people in various leadership positions in the greater Seattle area. <clears throat> and with school and work, and there's just so much going on, right, it's, it's easy to say, I'll get to that tomorrow, or I'll get to that next month, or I'll get to that next year. And then that time comes and you say, Gosh, I didn't I didn't start on what I said I was going to do. And so this class and this project in particular provided a really good starting point for me to begin this own journey of mine to start interviewing and having these really neat conversations with the people that I respect in leadership positions. So I wanted to I wanted to again say thank you um, and I'm just really excited to to have this conversation here. Let's get to it. Alrighty. So I think I think it's fair to say that the, the sound is kind of fluctuating in and out a little. Okay, so if you can't hear me for some reason, just just let me know. Okay. Um, so I think the immersion weekend was was impactful for so many people in in various in various ways. What did what did that immersion weekend that we had a, on campus mean to you? You know, um, fortunately, this is my, my second immersion. The first one was in Brussels. And what I'm quickly learning is that even though we don't really have the orchestration of who we're going to interact with, there seems to be some sort of synergy, energy, you know, God himself that places people at the right place at the right time. And I think that um, just like in one of my posts, it's it's so important to realize that you're not alone in this journey um, and not just leadership. But, you know, it didn't matter if it was a 24 year old in the class or the 52 year old in the class. Found, um, a way to gather information um, and, and somehow it helps us place where we are. So for me, it was just so impactful to see what happened in the very beginning from being very, very uneasy for a lot of people to feeling like, you know, this is family by the time we left and and something you wanted to stay in touch with. Yeah, you know, I think you bring up two really cool points with that. One is just the the age demographics that we had, right? We had Eleanor who was who was 24 years old, who's very early on in her career and is obviously going to do some really, really incredible, impactful things as she continues to grow. And then you had right. the, the, the individual on the older age of the spectrum, and that was Andres, who st 
still it boggles my mind that he had this opportunity to kind of live out this corporate dream that so many of us aspire to be as a COO of one of the top domestic airlines. And he made the really thoughtful, conscious decision to say no. And I'm, I'm saying no because of my family. And what a just a, a really, really cool, positive um, approach that he took that I think resonated with so many of us. And it's true. And I think that, you know, it, it made a very poignant point to say, you know, so many of us from, from early onset, we're taught a, a sort of visual picture of what success looks like. And yet here's a man that had the epitome of what that picture looked like, Yale chose not to do it for the family picture or, you know, for something that was much more enriching to his life. And so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It made um, interesting listening um, between the two of you. Your personalities have such, you know, introspective type qualities. I I just, uh, that's that's what Immersion Weekend is about right there. Oh, cool. Thank you for that. And I, I think the other cool part is that, and you had mentioned this as well, but on Wednesday morning, right, there's there's nerves in all of us and there's and there's a sense of emotion and, and maybe a little bit of an anxiety of I'm going into this week or or half of week and I don't know anyone and I don't really know what to expect. And so there's a sense of formality on Wednesday morning, right? You're you're staying up a little straighter, you're you're a little more proper. You're a little more formal, and then by by Friday afternoon, you know you're you're more or less in tears and hugging these people because of the that immediate impact that we all had as a group, which I thought was just so fascinating. And it's 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 why every person that I had the opportunity to talk about, you know, some. Some of these emergencies, to be perfectly honest, don't sound like they are going to be impactful to many of the career fields that we end. It, it just doesn't seem like, you know, worth the expense and all these other things. But I think that far, far reaching beyond what the course itself is offering, you know, whether it's Florence or, or uh, you know, Columbia or Brussels, mm-hmm. it is the experience that you can't even begin to put into words. And, and now everyone that has been in this group has the, the opportunity to say, you know what, I know what that immersion experience is like. Now take it times 10 when you take that out of the country, because now you've got all of these cultural melting pots right. to go along with those experiences, And it's amazing. Right. Right. And, and I think, I think the immersion, if nothing more, it's a wonderful reminder to all of us to keep and maintain an open mind, right? There are, there are individuals where it's very easy to stereotype and say, gosh, I probably wouldn't be friends with that person, or I probably wouldn't gain any value from that person, or I don't really like that type of sport, or that doesn't really appeal to me. And then once you're in it, you realize, gosh, how, how you know, close-minded am I to think that this person wouldn't have the impact on me that they did. And I think that this is just another reminder to say, how can we be open, right? And how can we, as as Dr. Hoover said on, on Friday evening, right, you know, how can we take all of this perspective and then, and then go back to our lives and not try to necessarily recreate it, but take our 
definitions of what we just experienced and then go light the world on fire. That's right. That's yeah. it. And everyone's individual, unique perspective is going to deposit something different from what they experienced at this immersion. Right. Absolutely. So, so when you think about the term leadership, right, how, and if any, maybe it hasn't, but how has that definition or that, the, the, yeah, the definition of leadership, how has that changed from the time that you were maybe enrolling for this uh, organ, organizational leadership program to now, given what you've experienced both with the immersions, the conversations, the posts, the content, et cetera? I think the two biggest contrasts for me is when I first enrolled in the program, um, leadership was very title-driven to me. Um, whether it was CEO or vice president or it, it had some little level of entitlement. Um, and with that, to be perfectly honest, there was a dollar figure in my mind that went with that. Yes. Um, and, and it has almost taken me somewhat by surprise that I am almost in complete opposition now with my perspective of what I think leadership is which has everything to do, to do with personal growth, personal transformation yeah. um, theories, um, and being an individual change agent. It doesn't have anything to do with dollar figures or, or company titles or um, prospective promotion. It has everything to do with the growth of the individual and the mm -hmm. impact that they have, that I will have, um, you know, as an individual. And that was probably the most um, important change or, or lesson that I was not expecting um, at this point in the program. Right. I, I think you I think you did a really nice job of identifying two pieces or two key words, and that's transformation and that's change engine. And I think you can use those at the individual level to its core, right? How, how am I changing as an individual? But then also, how am I a change agent to what I, A, have been in the past, to what I want to become, and then also right. how I want to impact other people in that capacity. And I think that's yeah, just a really exactly. neat thing. So you've had a, you've had a, a unique, you, you have a unique story and a, and a really cool background that I think is important to to share with our listeners, right? And I don't know the extent of it, but I do know that you are a service woman. So you are a veteran, is that correct? Correct. And you've done a, a multitude of, you've kind of dabbed in the entrepreneurial background in various capacities, whether it be with um, um, event industries, event industries, business yeah. industries. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I just read on on one of your posts that you were a gymnast. <laughs> yep, I, I had no gymnast. idea. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, a matter of fact, my upbringing, you, you know, my first introduction to leadership, if you will, came through sports. Um, and so there was a a discipline that's required when you're at you know, much like 
those college athletes or or those going into a pro level sport, you know, your life is completely structured around that discipline. And so my coaches were really my first kind of introduction to what I would consider someone that I saw as a leader Mm -hmm. outside of my parents. That's great. So with that being said, you, you have that you have that internal competitive spirit. Thinking holistically as both personally and professionally, what is it that drives you? What's that what what starts that fire in your in your stomach and in your brain every morning to where you say, This is what I gotta do and here's how I'm gonna do it. There was a point in time where where I would have said it was my children because it everything I did revolved around their happiness. Everything I did revolved around the type of lifestyle I wanted for them, the type of education I wanted for them, um, the mistakes that I didn't want them to make that I made. And so, again, that answer has, has revolved too. And many didn't probably yet understand why I said my children would be the first thing that I gave up. And that was kind of a crazy thing for me to even come out of my mouth because yes. they're my world. But with that being said, this year for me was what most would call a sabbatical. It was me saying to myself that I needed to answer some of those very questions that you were asking. What makes me get up? Is it really the kids or is there some other internal you know, fire or passion? And I want to find it. And I felt like I had a great opportunity. I'd invested enough time in my businesses to financially to be able to do it. Time-wise, it was the right time. Mentally, I was ready to go back to school. And physically, I was really ready to take um, a, a bit of a journey, you know, for that introspection. And so my answer now, um, ironically, in Dr. Popa's session, was quite laid out nicely in that word passion. I have mm-hmm. a passion for people. I have a passion for change. I have a passion to see things differently. I have a passion to teach things differently. I get up and I do what I I do because inherently I really want to be that thing that I talk about and that I teach. You know, you have to kind of embody that personally before you can go a lot of Right. So that's it. It's passion. That's great. And I I think I think that is I think you bleed and you sweat and you demonstrate that that passion the the moment that everyone walked in the room I think it was all I think your passion for this program and your passion for the experience particularly within Brussels was uh, overwhelmingly positive for the entire group and um, I remember the on Wednesday morning we were sitting there, you know, shortly after the group introductions, and we broke off into those little groups. And Dr. Popa more or less let you control that little breakout session with regard to with regard to Brussels, because and and what I what I anticipate was his purpose behind that was, yes, he can talk about it from a faculty. And he can, he can share with with the group as to what the content is going to be about, or how it's going to be facilitated, or what the general premise is. But 
the real value and what's going to resonate most with the potential people that go is that individual experience from one of our peers. And I think that was hugely valuable to have you uh, just share that throughout the immersion with, with different people because at, at different points in time, whether it be Bo or whether it be Ken or whether it be me or whether it be the group, people would come up to you and say, so tell me about tell me about Brussels. What was it like? And I, th I just thought that was a really cool thing. So on, on behalf of the group, I appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much. And I, you know what? And I, I light up, up right now. I'm, I've got a cookie, cookie monster grin because <laughs> it was that impactful for me. It really was. It's not, it's not a pitch. It's not, you know, uh, hey, let's sell Gonzaga. It was truly transformational. It was life changing. And right. for anyone that tries to put that into, you just got to go. I mean, I told everyone, I don't care if you don't get another, you got to do this one. Right, right. So, so speaking of transformation, who has been one person in your life that's had a resounding impact on you? And that can be personally or professionally, but who's one person that, that really sticks out in your mind uh, that's had a positive influence on you and why? You know, um, um, I've had great blessing of having great mentors in my life. Um, and I started to say that it was my best friend, Michael, but honestly, it was my dad. And the reason why I say my dad is, you know, he was born in 1908. He was 64 years old when he had me. And his of wisdom, his um, contribution to what makes me so strong as an entrepreneur, I have to give him complete um, He was living in a time that we can't even begin to imagine. We just, we just read about it. And yet I had this walking encyclopedia of information that was with me on a daily basis, investing in me and teaching me and, and making these deposits that unfortunately I lost when I was 25 years old wish that in my 20s I had been much more astute to the thing that he was teaching me because he was mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant mm -hmm. and, um, so, so yeah my dad yeah and, and I just think about that I mean imagine imagine everything imagine the transformation that he saw from our from a societal perspective throughout his time you know exactly. 1908 to the time of his passing imagine just the the differences in technology for instance it's yeah it's, it's, i mean yeah. my friends used to come over because they were more intrigued talking to him than me <laughs> <laughs> you know his story were, were real i mean he was here when the model t ford was first built he yeah. saw the first sears roll first toys r us the first motion picture i mean you just have to wrap your mind around you know the fact that oh my god this is my dad you know this, this isn't some historical and so i miss him so much but so much of who he was is definitely who i am today yeah yeah absolutely jade what do you want what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done oh man You know, I used to really be afraid to die. I, I had this reoccurring dream that the whole world was going to pass me by, and I have this same re reoccurring vision, and the, and the clouds are passing over my grave. 
And it used to bring me to tears. You know, I'm the big baby in the class. But ultimately, um, I want the legacy to be that I made people's lives better. And I know that that sounds intrinsically simple, but for me, it's so impactful and it's so powerful. So when I get those emails um, about how I said something or they came to one of my uh, programs that made an impact in their life, then that's important to me. That's significant. And and that doesn't matter if that's one person or 200 people or 200,000. I want it to be remembered for someone that was having impeccable integrity and had value to add to people's lives. And if that means being inherently transparent through some of the most painful moments of my life that helps someone else, then for me, that's everything. If that's my legacy, I've, I've lived well. I love that. I love that. Do you have a, do you have a favorite quote? that you that you always have hanging or you have in the back of your mind or just one that sticks out to you if not now then when that's yes. it i like it if not then when and it's simple but that's that's it that's what i hang my hat on you know if you're not gonna do it now then when is a good time <laughs> i love it i love it and and what a what a cool kind of fortuitous quote to be talking about how I've had this I've had this idea to have a a formal podcast and I'd love for this thing to take off and I'd love to interview leaders across the world right but and I needed a starting point for this and by god the class gave me the perfect opportunity so if not now then when I think is is an important one as we kick off this this imagine create lead inside the mind of a leader podcast final question for you where do you go from here jade well um i have a, a bit of a lofty goal and and i want it to be doctor goal before my 50th birthday so my whole intent of doubling down on classes this year i'll graduate in october and i have already begun to start looking at and applying to programs and so my specific goal is is that I will be walking yet another stage for my 50th birthday and and that is the goal and from there I don't know I don't have it planned out yet (laughs) good for you good for you well I look forward to I certainly look forward to staying in touch and I look forward to hearing about your journey and I can I can honestly say I'm so blessed to have have cross paths with you. So thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you so much for all the insight that you provided during the immersion weekend. But above everything, thanks for being you. Oh, thank you, my friend. I'm so glad that I was first on this list. That's an honor. So trust me, we we are our paths are not done crossing yet. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Jade. Well, let's say goodbye to the viewers, and we'll we'll touch base soon. Take care. <laughs>